Welcome to the True North Collective Podcast. True North metaphorically means your true center. If you follow Christ, then your true north is the direction that leads you to the heart of God. This podcast is about navigating through youth ministry, young adults ministry, culture, parenting, dating, marriage, and all that life has to offer. Navigating through those topics in the direction that lands at the heart of God. And now for your host of True North. What up, good people? Thank you for lending me your your ears, your heart, and especially your mind. My name is Lindsey Melton Jr., and thank you for listening to True North Collective. I had somebody ask me the other day, they was like, why do you, uh, why'd you add the word collective to, uh, to the end of it? Well, you know, collective means a group of people. And, you know, the insight that and the advice and the tips and all the stuff you're going to get from me, it's not just solely me. But, you know, I, I believe it took two villages to raise me, uh, my hometown, Lexington, Tennessee. And then uh, when I moved off to college, Cleveland, Tennessee, those two villages, all the people that I've known and and met and and have poured into me. So therefore, you're not just getting what I know, but you're getting what they have poured into me as well. So you're getting a group of information and knowledge. So that's why, I, you know, I add the word collective. So True North Collective, this is it. Uh, it is March Let's see, March 6th, um, <clears throat> you know, we just finished February. February is my favorite month uh, for three reasons. One, it's Black History Month. And if you're like, Lindsay, why why does that matter? Well, if you have not added me on social media yet, first off, you need to do that because then you would see what I look like and you would know. But if you haven't, let me go and tell you right now, I am an African-American male. So uh, I love February because it's Black History Month. Uh, my parents definitely educated me growing up. Me and my sister um, educated us on uh, where we came from and what we came from. Mm, that's a that's a sermon right there. What we came from. Um, so I, I I just love that. In fact, this year I did something that I've never done before. The last day I had posted um, just a very small tribute um, honoring my parents because I truly believe that um, that they are pioneers. Um, that they are contributors to black history um, because they grew up in the 50s and 60s and 70s as well. But they grew up in a time where there was real racism. Now, let me, if you could see my the expression on my face, when I say real racism, I mean real racism. They have told me stories about different family members of mine that, you know, that were, that were punished and suffered just because they looked at a white woman or a white man the wrong way, accidentally, or whatever it was. So that in those times, there was real racism. And in this tribute, I talked about how, you know, they had every reason to be bitter the rest of their lives. Because when they, they were, my mom was in middle school, and my dad was in high school when schools were integrated. Just let that marinate for a minute. Um, they were, so they were very aware of the disgust that this nation had for them. But still they could have they they could have allowed that disgust to to give them the license to be bitter the rest of their lives, but instead they didn't. They outlived the hate, they outlived all the disgust, they outlived all the mockery, all the jokes, all the injustice. And they raised two kids, me and my sister, uh, to do the same, to outlive every negative stereotype that the world tries to put on us. And for that, you know, I, I give them, I give them a lot of applause, a lot of credit, a lot of kudos. 
So um, I definitely gave it a tribute to them. Second reason I love the month of February, um, because my birthday's in February, February 13, 1989. So yes, that means I am a millennial <laughs> and I like being a millennial. Um, not because of all the stereotypes. I just think it's kind of cool to say. Plus, I love coffee. So I like I like the smell of coffee. I love the taste of coffee. So yeah, it's what it is. Um, and I love technology. So, um, and then third reason is um, because the NBA All-Star Weekend usually falls the weekend before my birthday, the weekend of my birthday, or the weekend like slightly after my birthday. Either way it goes, it's always near my birthday. And basketball is my favorite sport. You know, I like the way they dribble up and down the court. If you've never heard that song before, that means you are way too young or you just was living under a rock when it came out. I don't know. But yeah. Anyways, this is True North. Um, One of the hats I hold at the church that I serve at, uh, Judah Church, Bristol, Tennessee. Put that plug in there. But Bristol, Tennessee, Judah Church, Pastors, Dale and Jenny Wright. But one of the hats that I hold is uh, I'm the youth pastor here at Judah Church. Been the youth pastor since uh, 2013. So, and what's, I think one of the biggest things that I always struggle with is comparison. So if it's cool with you, I'm just going to be frank. You know, we're just going to be honest. Uh, But comparison, it's so easy because... You know, in the Bible, it talks about this race of faith. And because we live in a fallen world, instantly our minds are like, okay, race, we're competing with other people. But really, I believe it's a race because um, we're not competing with other people. We are competing with ourselves. Our, uh, we are, you know, our born again nature is wrestling with our sinful nature. You know, which one is going to, which one is going to triumph? And it's so easy to compare, especially in my line of work. It's so easy to compare and look at other churches and say, okay, well, they're doing this. Maybe if I do that, I'll get more kids to come. Or, you know, okay, well, they're they're the new, innovative, creative stuff. They have the bigger budgets and all this. Da, da, da. And at one point in my life, I used to truly believe, okay, if we had the biggest budget, that's when we could have like a thousand kids come. Not true. Because if you look at missionaries overseas, especially, um, you know, some of the most famous ones, I ain't going to name drop, but, you know, they would have a whole lot less in their budget. But whenever they would hold a service out in the middle of South Africa, you know, they would have half the nation to come. You know, they probably have maybe two, three hundred dollars in the budget where we here in America, you know, drop six hundred dollars on a church sign, you know, to go out front that says, welcome, you know, and we drop, you know, $300 on a brand new marquee sign and $50 a letter, you know, that, you know, to put a hashtag on the marquee sign or a funny quote, and we have less turnout than they did. So the, the, so it's, I believe it's a myth that if you have a super big budget that you're going to have a thousand people, I believe it all comes down to, um, all comes down to your heart, your motives, and how bad do you really want it? For an example, um, this past Wednesday night, like uh, we just, our church has been really busy, um, and my boss has been really busy to the point I really couldn't get with him to get um, some uh, some supplies for the Wednesday night service. So I was like, okay, it's cool, you know, I'll pay for myself, I'll do whatever. 
And I was like, man, you know, even on my own personal budget, there's not a whole lot of money to just divulge out there. So um, my mind went into a creative mode I never knew existed. And I believe that's because um, I, I was put in that predicament where I had to be creative. You know, like if you have a $1,000 budget, you know, you'll just like buy or add anything. But because I only had like a $30 budget, I'm like, okay, what can I, the most I could make for the least amount of money? Like, you know, okay, I, instead of buying one birthday cake, I can buy like a ton of um, bags of candy as far as the, the kind that have multiple different pieces of candy at the Dollar Tree for less money. Um and, you know, buy like the plates and all this other stuff and spread it out upon the table to where it looks like it's just overwhelming amount of candy um, and drinks and all this other stuff. And I did. Um, in fact, we uh, we celebrated. Try to think, oh, yeah. Last Wednesday, we did the most random snack. We asked the students to message us the most random snack and they did. And that's what, you know, we served. And I was able to do that because I knew um how little the budget was going to be so therefore I was trying to make the best of it so my mind was going into overload trying to think of all these ideas um so that's what I want to talk to you about today I want to talk about youth ministry on a budget if you know a youth pastor uh make sure you tag them in this make sure you share this with them <clears throat> but let's get started so youth ministry on a budget the first thing number one thing you gotta do is pray now I know, I know, I know, I know. You're like Lindsay. That's that's pretty. That's pretty obvious. But not for real. You gotta pray. Like you gotta pray and say, you know what, Lord, give me wisdom, give me guidance to do the right things in the right timing. You know, because we can look at trends, we can look at hashtags and say, okay, well that's popping, that's lit. Let me do that right there. But at the same time, it may not be what God wants you to do. Why? Because God knows what the state of the heart. Um, the hearts are with the students that you are effectively shepherding. And, you know, those hashtags may not be, you know, the scenarios that they're going through right now. Maybe something totally different. So you got to pray. You got to hear. Once you once you pray, get you out a a bunch of sheets of paper or a dry erase board. I use both, actually. Um, definitely love the dry erase board. But go and get out some paper. Go, and go ahead and get a dry erase board if you can or just stick with the paper. Just make sure you have, like, some way to organize all of it. All right, so let's say it's the month of March. Um, so when you look at the month of March, the way I do it is I write out every date. You want to write out every date that you're going to meet with the students. So if that's Wednesday nights, then you write out, you know, March 7th, March 14th, March 21st, March 28th. You know, if it's Sundays and Wednesdays, then you write out, you know, those dates. Make sure you leave enough room to put stuff um, underneath, you know, each date or whatever, all the different things you want to do on those days that you meet with the students. If it's extra nights like a Friday night or a Saturday night or a Thursday night, make sure you write that date out too. All right, so you got you like a, you know, you got you a, a method. Um, you got March at the top, 2018. You got the different dates that you're going to meet with the students, the different dates that you plan to hang out with them. <clears throat> once you have wrote those two things, you know, once you've wrote that down, Next thing you got to do is um, uh, I go ahead and I look up um, the holidays, the random 
holidays that fall on those days. So, you know, we meet with our youth. We meet with them on Wednesday nights. And then every two weeks I try to do an event with them um, because we have a lot that are involved in sports. Uh, we have some that are working, just started a job. So it's just, you know, uh, there's some youth pastors that are able to meet with them, with their kids every Friday night. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not, not just yet. And that's not because of me, but it's because I understand our students, they have other lives and stuff like that. So I try to do the best I can. But every two weeks, we at least try to do something. At least we try to plan something. But for right now, we'll just talk about every Wednesday night. What I do is I will Google national holidays. Um, you could go to national holidays. Um, you just type that in, and there's several different websites. But find the most random, quirky um, holiday that you can celebrate, something that's super doable, something that's legit and clean, something that's not going to get you, uh, you know, sit to your pastor's office the next day. Okay, you definitely want to keep that in mind. For an example, um, I remember one time we celebrated, well, actually, this coming up Wednesday, tomorrow, uh, March the 7th, <clears throat> it's National Cereal Day. Yes, National Cereal Day. Now, you parents, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is pointless. Why would you celebrate that? Well, honestly, kids love random. They love random stuff. And, the you know, the more random, the better. So with this, um, like well, what we've done, we've messaged all the different students. We've posted on our stories and we posted, hey, National Cereal Day had this cool image. National Cereal Day, Wednesday, March 7th. Swipe up and let us know what your favorite cereal is. And when they walk in tomorrow night, we will have a cereal buffet. Now, think about this. You've ministered on a budget. We're talking about being on a budget. You know, for the most part, we are going to have paper bowls. <laughs> We're going to have paper cups, uh, plastic spoons, um, no forks because of who eats cereal with the fork. I mean, I mean, there probably are some people out there. No shade. Okay, don't get offended. Love you. But we'll have plastic spoons, um, plastic cups if anybody wants it. And we will have cereal. But, like, you... You know, you can, for the most part, you don't realize this, but you could go to grocery stores and get, you know, the name brand cereals, but like in the dollar bowls. So like that already takes place of the bowls, but, you know, still will have some in case, you know, some people are like, well, I don't want all of this, you know, bowl of cereal. I just want maybe half of it or a fourth of it. So either way it goes. So therefore we can buy, you know, everybody's favorite cereal in these little dollar um, prepackaged bowls already available. And then, you know, you got some that are, say, well, I like Cookie Crisp or I like, you know, Honeycomb. You know, and of course, those aren't in the dollar prepackaged bowls, but still we can find those, uh, a box of those for two ninety eight, Or, you know, we could get the generic for a lot less. Either way it goes, you just figure out what you're willing to do on that. <clears throat> but don't be afraid of embracing the dollar. You know, there's nothing wrong with like, man, you know, should I get the five dollar box or should I just get this dollar bowl? Get the dollar bowl, you know, and if they want more, then you're like, OK, well, we have some of these other different cereals for you to try because you want to definitely get them branching out. And then we will buy one um, one gallon of milk. So, you know, and and th and that's it. You know, we may decorate the table a little bit, you know, try to spruce it up. But ultimately, you know, that's that's the holiday that we're celebrating. And you want to be able to celebrate the random holidays. Why? Because one, it gives everybody a it gives everybody something to talk about. 
especially the kids that, you know, maybe don't talk to some of the other kids or whatever for whatever reason. Now they have a reason to talk to them like, oh, I didn't know you like Fruit Loops. Yeah, I like Fruit Loops. I've been eating it since I was eight or whatever. Now they're talking. Now you're getting, you know, everybody interacting, and you haven't even done a game yet, you know, if you're one of those that do games or icebreakers. And I don't know if you heard me earlier say how we posted about it on our stories, um, story as far as Instagram stories and Snapchat stories, use utilize those as much as you can. Um, post everything about your youth ministry on those stories, whether it's about your youth ministry or just funny stuff. You want to fill those up because, one, you get to see which kids looked at it, and you get to see how many looked at it. And you want to you want to post those in the times that you know they're going to be looking. So right when they get out of school, post about five minutes before, and then post between 8.30 and 9.30, right before they're getting ready to go to bed. So, so if you haven't set your youth ministry up with a Instagram account, and Snapchat account, make sure you do that. And on the Youth Ministry Instagram account, you can post on the stories and uh, actual posts, but Snapchat just do stories only. So, national holidays, try to celebrate them if you can, if they're doable. Um, so, you you know, you write that on each day that you meet. If it's, uh, you know, if it's, during, if it's through a service or whatever like that. <clears throat> Next... The next thing is you pray again. Now, I know we said pray is the number one thing. It's what you should have done first. Well, guess what? If you didn't do it first, now you get another chance to do it again. You pray, ask for guidance, and you seek God on what it is he wants you to talk about for the month. So we're talking about the month of March. What does God want you to talk about? Now, whatever he gives you, it may be make sure you ask and seek to find out if it's a one-time thing. And what I mean by that is it, you know, something you talk about just as just as one Wednesday night and then move on to another subject, or is it something that you turn into a series, whether that's two weeks, three weeks, uh, or four weeks, which is the whole month. But I never liked doing sermon series until I realized that with teenagers, um, their minds are not like adults. For example, an adult thinks with the frontal lobe. You know, a teenager and a child, they think with, you know, the the lobe that's in the back of the mind. So, therefore, responsibility, time management, um, bigger picture ideas and concepts aren't in the minds of teenagers. Not as easy it is for an adult. <clears throat> so, therefore, stuff has to be repeated over and over again. You think about when you as a teenager or a child, your parents always had to say, pick up your toys, pick up your toys, pick up your toys. Some of you are out there like, my mom only had to tell me once, pick up my toys. And my mom only had to tell me once, pick up my toys, because the second time I didn't pick up my toys, she wore me out. But that was in the time where you could do that kind of stuff. Nowadays, you know, if it's poke them in the back, you know, with the with the Q-tip, you know, they fall over, then you're going, you're going to jail. So, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, sermon series. So, Kids uh, and teenagers, things have to be repetitive. So therefore, why not take the opportunity of what God has given you um, and repeat it? As far as when I say repeat it, don't say the don't preach the same sermon, don't do the same discussion. But I'm talking about the same theme or the same topic. You know, stretch it into a three week series, a three you know Wednesday night series or whatever. However, you know many times you meet whatever day or whatever night you meet, but stretch it out to where it's repetitive and repetitive to the point that finally by the third time they're like, okay, it's clicking. I get it. You know, like 
okay, yeah, this is what we need to be doing. So then you take all that, you write it down on the dates that you are meeting. Um, so now you have the national holiday, you have what you're going to be speaking about. Um, <clears throat> and like what I would do, I mean, like take what God has given you and then um, just, I mean, like write everything down. You want to be able to deliver a meat sandwich. Um, and I know you're like, well, you just said teenagers think what the backward lobe of their mind so you know how they're going to be able to comprehend all that well ideally that's what it would sound like they wouldn't be able to comprehend that but I remember a couple weeks ago I like we was talking about leadership and it was just so much that God had given me about just that the idea of leadership and what it truly means to be a leader that I ended up giving these uh, these teenagers a meat sandwich that night as far as just so much content so much information and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is probably overwhelming. Well, no, that was one of the best nights we had had because um, you just saw the light bulbs click in their minds, um, especially in their eyes. It's like, wow, 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 wow. And we got so many compliments afterwards or whatever. Um, and the altar call was great. Um, the response was great. So, I mean, like, don't be afraid. Just look. if God's given it to you, don't hold back. Whatever God gives to you, do not hold that back unless he tells you to. But um, if God gives it to you, I mean, share it share it i mean that's why he gave it to you um so you have your national holidays you have um wrote down what um you're going to be speaking about whether it's one night or two three weeks four weeks whatever and then um if you do games or icebreakers um you definitely want to make a list what i've done i've made uh, a list of 52 games because there's 52 weeks throughout the year and i've made a list of 52 games and icebreakers and therefore, you know, I look at the list and I'm like, okay, this one will be good this week. This one will be good that week. You know, the goal for me is to try not to repeat, you know, the same games every week. But that's why I have 52, a list of 52 that way. It's something new and exciting every week. Now, there are a couple of times where we may repeat the most hittable games, the ones everybody liked. But, but for the most part, it's something new and exciting every week. And I go ahead and put those on the dates as well so now i have the holidays the message the game now i do the we do the game before the worship and before the message when we have wednesday night service once you wrote all that down just like you've prepared your um your talking points for the discussion or whatever it is you know then you go and get the supplies for your games if they require any supplies um one of the greatest tools and resources that has helped me is uh, download youth ministry if you never heard of it go to them download youthministry.com they have stuff on youtube as well you can watch videos whatever um, between them and stuff you can use.org two great youth ministry resources um, you can find stuff um, you can find a lot of free stuff on there on download youth ministry or you can set up an account um, and it's like, I mean, it's less than, I think it's like $20 a month or something like that. You know, you just, you know, talk to your, talk to your pastor and say, Hey, this is something I believe could help us. Could we fit this into the budget? Um, and I'm pretty sure he or she will say, you know, yeah, it's $20 a month. Okay. Yeah. We'll fit this in the budget if you truly think it'll help. And on there, they have a lot of games. Um, they have a lot of, uh, devotionals. They have, um, sermons if you need help with that. Um, I try to I try to veer away from those because I really like to rely on the Lord on what 
on what he tells me to speak. But if that's you, I'm not throwing any shade or anything like that. I get it. Sometimes we're just so busy, like, man, I didn't get time to prepare anything. But they have all kinds of things on there. But then also what I love is they have mentoring and coaching available for you. They have a, a plethora of free resources. Um, and then also whatever God's given you to speak on, you know, you can create images. Uh, uh, I don't know how you're projecting your message and your Bible scriptures, whether it's through Pro Presenter, which is a great resource. Um, if you're not able to afford that, then you know what? If you have a uh, if you have a laptop, you know, Microsoft laptop, just do PowerPoint um, HDMI to another computer screen or TV screen and use PowerPoint. I'll put some put like a minimalistic kind of background. And then just type out your scriptures or type out your talking points, whatever it is. Just something that's going to help, <clears throat> going to help your message come alive visually to students because visually that's what they're looking for as well. That's what also will help them connect. So you got your national holidays you're celebrating. You got your game, your icebreaker. You got your message, um, your talking points. Also, you want to come up with some small group questions because um, sermons are great, but small groups is where. It's what's really gonna, it's it's what's really gonna make it sink in, and you know some people do small groups the same night that they do the service. Some people do small groups on an alternate alternative night. That's something you have to look at your schedule, talk it over with your team, or if you're like me and it's just me and my wife, you have to talk it over with your significant other, or talk it over with your pastor, the lead pastor of the church, and say, okay, how can you know, is there any flexibility in our schedule where we can meet another night? Or, you know, if you can't, then, you know, you cram as much as you can into that Wednesday night. Now, if you're like us, we only have 60 minutes. So what I'm about to give you is a 60-minute service model. All right, so preparation is going to be your friend. So, like, Thursday and Friday, I'm already working on the message and the talking points. And Monday and Tuesday, I've already gotten the food set up in the room and tested out the game. All right, so have all that set up before Wednesday night. All right, so now it's Wednesday night, start at 7, so at 10 till 7, we already have the food set up, so they're eating that, conversating, all that other stuff, and regardless if they're still eating or not, at 7 o'clock on the dot, we start with the game. Now, the supplies for the game are already on stage, and stuff is already on the monitor screens. The game goes for 10 minutes max, no longer than 10 minutes. Then after that, we go ahead into worship. Worship is two psalms for us, um, but it's me playing piano, um, and really I'm playing a MIDI setup, so I have pads, I use main stage, all that, all that fun stuff, um, and then I have one of the students um, who is a really good, she's a phenomenal singer, um, she's singing, it's me and her, we're doing two songs, kind of like an acoustic setting, um, kind of intimate and really encourage everybody to lift their hands and communicate with the Lord. And then out of that, we go into we go into the discussion or the message. And, all right, here's the kicker. And I've really had to work on it, and the Lord is blessed, but I've done really good so far. But the message last will last 10 minutes. I know. 10 minutes. Yes, I said 10 minutes. All right. 10 minutes now get this after that 10 minutes that's when i do an altar call um after that if we have time turn the lights on because we usually have it dim and have like the hanging lights and all that stuff um after that turn the lights on and then i already have some small group discussion questions 
that are related to what we just talked about. You know, everybody's circled up, sitting down, and still maybe have some background music playing as far as, like, um, what I'll do. I have a looper pedal. So, like, while I'm doing worship, I'll record, like, the last little bit, just some piano and pads, something soft. And that's actually playing while we are praying for the kids, the ones that want want prayer. And then kind of... fade that out and we'll go into some discussion questions about what we talked about and how to walk it out how to live it out how to how to live that out the moment they walk into their parents house you know whatever it is and by that time we have hit the 60 minute mark and service is over in the adult service and parents are getting out so and their kids are ready to go so yeah it's hard Um, But the trick is preparation. Already have your food ready for the kids to get there. Already have the stuff uh, for your game set up on the stage. And if you're going to use the computer or TV screen for the games, already have that up on the screen. Um, Already have um, your talking points and everything ready. Already have your worship songs in queue and ready to go. Um, You know, just have everything ready for service. Have a sheet of paper with, okay, the times that everything needs to start. Um, So everybody that's serving with you sees and knows what times to implement everything you know we are human we are going to mess up there's times where the game will go 15 minutes said 10 minutes does that mean we cut out a song in worship no because worship is one of the most important aspects it's what helps break down the spiritual uh barriers um that life you know that the devils try to set up in their lives um does that mean that you know there's certain that I just will skip the message or I won't do prayer. No, I still do that because uh, if God's given it to me, I'm going to say it. Um, you know, just I focus on the most important small group to question, small group questions. And I'm like, okay, well, this right here, um, this is definitely what we need to talk about. So we'll just talk about this one question right here. All right, so I hate to do it, but I got to cut it short because we're already at the 30-minute mark. Um, so we'll just make this episode, Youth Ministry on a Budget, uh, one of many. So part one of many. Um, uh, we'll, we'll continue this conversation. We'll definitely continue it. But if you have not added me on social media, please hit me up on Instagram. Please hit me up on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, make sure you comment on the True North Collective podcast. Go ahead. You know you want to, so go ahead and give us that five-star rating. And as my dad would say, if all hearts and minds are clear, remember this, I'm going to pray for you, and you please pray for me. Thank you so much for tuning in to True North. We hope you'll join us again next time.